Gift Biz Unwrapped, episode 341. The message of my box was just too important for me to keep it to myself or be shy about it. Attention gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers. Pursuing your dream can be fun. Whether you have an established business or are looking to start one now, you are in the right place. This is Gift Biz Unwrapped, helping you turn your skill into a flourishing business. Join us for an episode packed full of invaluable guidance, resources, and the support you need to grow your gift biz. Here is your host, gift biz gal, Sue Monheit. Hi, hi, and welcome to another episode. We're going to be talking with one of our own breezers. And if you're not familiar with this term, this is a member of our Facebook community, Gift Biz Breeze. Hence the name. You can be a breezer too. All you need is a passion for your handmade product creations and an interest in turning it into a business. Or maybe you already have a business up and running. We've got thousands of established handmade product makers there too. So come join us. Just search for Gift Biz Breeze on Facebook or go to giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash giftbizbreeze. Now, before we go any further... I want to remind you that doing events like craft shows and farmers markets offers great photo and posting opportunities for social media. We talked about this in one of our tips and talk episodes in the podcast just a couple of weeks ago. And I bring this up because you've told me you're discouraged when you don't see any of the time and effort you put into social media moving the needle on your sales. So given the time we're in right now, Take this as a changing point to do something different. Putting in more time posting in the same way isn't going to magically bring you results. You need to change the way you're posting and what you're posting. You don't need to put in more work. You need to put in the right work. That's when things will change. If you need some help with this, I've got you covered with the Content for Makers program. Content for Makers will enlighten you as to why your social media activities aren't converting into sales. It will also show you how to put less time in and start seeing activity that will increase your sales. Just imagine a day where you know exactly what to post and to get it done in five minutes or less. Then you can spend your time interacting with potential customers, deepening relationships with those you already know, too. And it builds upon itself naturally. Yes, this is possible. Content for Makers includes a step-by-step strategy to formulating your unique plan based on your business and your products. Then you'll have 375 social media prompts over a full year of ideas. Along with the 375 prompts come 375 image suggestions, so you're not left hanging on the creative. These prompts and image suggestions can be used for all platforms and all types of posting. Images, live streaming, reels, even email direction. But that's not all. Posts aren't going to work if the right people aren't seeing them. So you'll also receive a video and a worksheet on how to choose and use hashtags. This is a way to attract the right people who will become your customers. Most people are doing this wrong. There's more to Content for Makers, too. To see all the details, just jump over to giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash content for makers. But honestly, at only $27, 
It's a no-brainer. Why carry on posting as you've been doing all along, expecting different results? Sign up for Content for Makers now and see the transformation of your posting experience change before your very eyes. Giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash content for makers. Ready and waiting for your immediate access right now. Okay, back to talking about the show. We're going to cover subscription boxes and Keisha's unique twist on the structure. If you've ever thought about starting a subscription box business or wondered if you could get your product into a box, go back to episode number 338, so just a couple shows back with Eric, where we cover all that. The thing I love about what Keisha's doing is her mission-based overlay. Her boxes focus on African-American businesses, but it doesn't stop there. Well, why don't I have her tell you all about it? Let's dive right into the show. Today, I am so excited to introduce you to Keisha Steele of Spotlight Box. Spotlight Box began in the summer of 2020 when many were becoming more aware of the social issues facing the Black community. People started asking questions. How can I support Black businesses? What should I learn about Black history? How do I begin to understand the many social issues facing the Black community? For these reasons, Keisha created Spotlight Box to provide us with a resource so we can feel comfortable in our knowledge and appreciation for Black history. The Spotlight Box is a curated monthly subscription box filled with educational materials and products from entrepreneurs and brands owned by African Americans. It also provides a path so that we can support Black-owned businesses. I love this so much, and I have to tell you, I have known and watched Keisha from the very beginning when she started Spotlight Box. I'm so proud of her and so excited to bring her to you. Keisha, welcome to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. Thank you, Sue. That's so nice. I'm so happy to be here. Like I said, I am so excited that you're here, and I can't wait to share the story. I'm really interested to find out if you say some things that I don't know about, because you know I've been supporting you, I've been watching you, and I don't know, I'm excited to see. But before we dive into all of that, I have a traditional question here, which I know you know, and that is the motivational candle. So if you were to share with us a little bit more about you, who you are, give us like kind of a creative deeper dive, what would your motivational candle look like? So describe it by color and quote. I think this is such an interesting question. I actually, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but I did start working on making a candle line for my box. And so I think this is a definite, wonderful question to lead in. I really like the way the wax melts when you make a candle. I use soy wax, very pure, no preservatives. And because of that, I would just keep my candle the cream color because it's a pure form. It's just who it is. There's no change. There's nothing. It's just who it is. And the quote that I would use is from Oprah. I've grown up watching her on TV. You know, my mom would always have her on in the afternoons. Have to watch Oprah before the evening news. So that was the thing in our house. And one of her quotes was, turn your wounds into wisdom. And I think just the whole concept of my box and why I started it 
our community was hurting after the murder of George Floyd. And I really just was inspired by everyone wanting to look at what's happening in our world and make something positive from something that so tragic happened. So I think that's just the perfect quote for a candle that just, it exists in its perfect form and we want to just make something beautiful out of it. Absolutely. And we're not out of this stage. There's a lot of work to do, no question about it. But it was such an interesting time and not so long ago, really. At the time that we're talking, what, a year and a half ago, maybe? About a year, yeah, a year and some change. Uh-huh. Something, give or take. But the thing that I want to point out here and what I love about your quote is something was happening in our world and you saw an opening and a need to make things better and built a business around it. And I want to get into, and we're going to start with how that happened, but anyone who's listening here, we have a lot of people, Keisha, who are like, I know I want to start a business, but I don't know what it's going to be. I make so many different types of things. Like they're so flustered because they are creative. There are a lot of opportunities. And this is a great example of seeing a need that you could fulfill being part of the community being talked about first off. So you have a unique perspective, helping your own, but sharing because we all need to understand better, right? Yeah. So I think that's wonderful. And I'm going to stop talking and let you talk, but I also do want to share with everyone who's listening. Those of you who are part of Gift Biz Breeze, Keisha came in and spoke way back when that was happening. I had four people come on and talk very, very raw about what was going on. And likewise, the community was able to come back and ask questions too that might be uncomfortable questions because we don't know the right words. We don't know how to manage some things. And we learned in a private environment because it was a private group. And Keisha, you were so helpful in that. And that was even, I think, before Spotlight Box even started or just like maybe even your very first one. I'm not sure. It was around the very first one. I don't think I had seen the first one yet. I was still promoting it and just trying to get the word out. Yeah. So right in the very beginning. So anybody who's listening, if you have joined The Breeze since then, you can go back and listen to all four of those if you'd like to. And if you're not part of The Breeze, what are you waiting for? Giftbizbreeze.com. All right, Keisha, so actually I met you in another Facebook group, right? Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income group is where you and I kind of connected on the side and realized we were both creatives, et cetera, and then we started talking. And then all of a sudden I see that you're doing this business. So talk us through that. Like you just shared with how you got the idea, but tell us a little bit more about the initial thinking and then actually starting the business. Right. So I was listening to Pat Flynn, his actually during at the time, I think he had started his little morning podcast every day because of the pandemic had started. And he was just trying to help business owners kind of pivot and think outside the box. So I was listening to him. And then I was also at the same time going through the tribe program with Stu McLaren. And he also has a program where he talks about memberships. And so both of those leaders I was listening to, and at the time, I was trying to figure out how can I start a business? I really didn't have an idea in mind. And I just was taking the tribe course kind of as, let me figure out what I want to do. And that was around April, May timeframe. And so then at the end of May, beginning of June, when George Floyd happened, there was all kinds of discussions, not just with Pat Flynn or Stu, but just all over social media, everywhere. 
And I specifically remember going to my Facebook page and all of the groups that I was in, everybody was asking, we want to support Black businesses. Where are you? List your business here. We want to buy from people in our group. Put your business here. I saw it everywhere. And I'm not exaggerating. I just found one list that had more than 100 businesses listed. And I called one of the girls. I looked at her website, called her. I said, hey, I have this idea. We talked for an hour and a half. And at the end of that call, we had our first box already curated, ready to go from that first conversation. She was on board. She was in. And that's really how it started. It was like a weekend. Went from no idea on how to start a business to Sunday night, putting a page together, finding my first vendor and running with it. And I say that because I'm a type of person who is a planner. My career path has been project management. I am a project manager. So I very much don't like last minute things. I like to plan as much as possible. So for me to jump into a business, I don't want to say on a whim, but just jumping in full force, I'm going with this is really outside of my personality. But I was so moved and I could not shake I have to do something. I have a way. I know how to project manage. I know how to put things together. I know how to organize things. And I see a need here and I can organize this box. I know exactly where I need to go. I know exactly what I need to do. And I just started doing it. Well, and the time was then too. I mean, you had to take advantage of the time and I don't mean take advantage for your own good and not others, but everybody needed that at the time. Hearing your story, it seems to me that you just knew in your heart this was something you had to do. It was. And I'm a Christian and I was praying on it. And it just felt like the word spotlight just kept coming to me. And it was something that I couldn't shake. And I was like, what is this? Every time I would talk to people online about their business, that was just forefront. So I knew that was going to be the name of the box. Well, that's cool because that is such a stumbling block. People will wait and wait and wait trying to figure out the best name. I mean, I just feel like all of this came together so beautifully for you. The time was right. You met up with that person. And that also probably helped you make the decision because then you weren't feeling like you were totally in it alone. You had someone who knew what you were doing, confirmed what your plan was, and was there to support you. There's always that little inkling when you feel like, is this a good idea? Do you think people will like it? You know, you always feel like that when you find something new. So that definitely helped. But man, if you didn't try, like Spotlight Box wouldn't be around today. And that would be terrible. So everything was coming together. You knew it was going to be the name Spotlight Box. You already had your first items curated, to some extent anyway. But you've got to start structuring it as some type of a business. So give us a little bit more about how that first box started to happen. So we worked together, of course, since it was the first box, we weren't quite sure how to go about it, but she had a lot of different items on her website. And my thought was, I want to highlight and spotlight what she does. And so every time I do the box, I have something, an insert inside the box that highlights the business owner so that you can understand and learn more about who she is and what she does. And as diverse as the women are, they have diverse businesses. So I wasn't set on a specific, like I didn't want to just do bath or I didn't want to just do makeup. I wanted to leave it open to inspiration on what kind of businesses I could spotlight in each month's box. 
So in talking with her, I worked with other vendors from that list. A couple of friends had referred me and we came up with all kinds of different variety of boxes. The first one was a Christian business and it had some inspirational items inside, a shirt with a saying, journal, and then the following box was like a bath time box. And then the box after that was spices and chocolates. And we talked about loading at the time. And then the next one after that was jewelry. So it's just been a lovely collaboration with all these types of businesses and products. I wanted to make sure that I kept it fresh and exciting and different each time. Yeah. And you didn't really need to niche down to a specific category because you already have the theme of African-American-owned businesses. So that is the way you're niching down. And I like that because then when we get boxes, they are different. Like I don't need pampering products all the time. Maybe candles all the time would work for me, but it wouldn't work for everybody. So I think that that's great. That was absolutely the right call. Do you want to know what my favorite box was? Oh, yes, please. Well, actually, I've liked them all. I mean, some products I like better than others, as anybody would, right? Because we all have our tastes. But I really liked the fun one you did with the lashes in it. Oh, good. Because I've never worn lashes. I used to get my lashes done, you know, where they'd stay on for three weeks or so. You know, I used to do that, but I'd never done just the strip lashes. So that was so fun because you also did a Facebook Live showing people how to actually do that. So that was my favorite one. Good. I'm glad. That was actually my favorite box, too. Because I don't wear lashes often either. And for me, I thought this is such a cool business. And we're going to get out of this pandemic here pretty soon. And we're going to have graduations and weddings and just celebrations and all of this. And I wanted to let's warm up at home. Let's practice on ourselves and make ourselves feel and look nice. And then we paired it with the Hollywood glamour, like old Hollywood, like Dorothy Dandridge and all of that. And it was around Oscar season, too. I love all of that. That, to me, I love to see people glammed up. And I love the black and white movies and seeing the ladies so glamorous. And so I thought it was just such a cool box. I loved it. That was perfect timing. So I'm glad you talked about this. And what I loved about the eyelashes, like I said, was the educational of how do you apply them? How do you take them off? What's the right way? And an actual demonstration. But the other thing that I think is so unique that you're doing that plays into educating all of us, whoever is going to join, is you do, and correct me if I'm mistaken, you do Facebook Lives and kind of get-togethers on the topic of the box each month, right? That's right. I have a private group. Everybody who has the box has access to the group. And within the box, we have the insert from the business. And then we have a theme of the month that I try to correlate with whatever the products of the box are. So yeah, and then we talk about the issues or the theme of the month along with what came inside the box. That is amazing. And it's so creative and serves the purpose. Like it serves your overall mission of Spotlight Box too, which I absolutely love. And Keisha, I don't know if you're familiar, but I talk about this concept of a unique special power. And I want to apply this to what you're doing. And this is one of your unique special powers. Let's face it, there are other people who put boxes out, right? I mean, subscription boxes have become really popular. But yours focuses on helping a specific population that we can all take advantage of 
But the addition of what you're doing in your Facebook group and that education element, I see as a huge, unique, special power of yours. Because when I talk about you and the Spotlight Box, I don't just talk about the fact that you're supporting the Black community. I also talk about we're learning as we go, too, because of those. Now, I can't join all of them, obviously. Well, I shouldn't say obviously, but it's hard for me to join all of them because they're at night and I'm exhausted at night and I have other, like, it just happens. But that overlay really separates you from other people who are doing kind of something different or similar, but it's really different. And that overlay is a unique special power of yours in terms of that educational element. Have you found it hard to coordinate that or what are you seeing with that? Yeah, well, thank you for your kind words on saying that. And I felt that as I was trying to get the concept together as well, that yes, I did see other boxes and other companies out there supporting Black businesses, which was great. And I actually started subscribing to them myself. But I also felt like I had two types of customers. I felt like I had somebody like myself who is Black and who wanted to support her community. And I do know a lot of the history. And of course, I know the culture, but I felt like there's other things that I need to dive deeper into to understand the issues that are affecting my family and how can I get more involved. And I also felt like there would be people like you who may not be aware of what's happening and want to know more and not feel like I'm not saying the right thing or am I being nosy or am I doing like tiptoe around the things I wanted to provide a space where we could all be together supporting the community by purchasing the product but also having a space where we have these conversations and it's not a confrontation or it's an open and welcome, safe space for us to have those kind of talks. I love it. It gives me shivers because it's what we all need. It helps everybody. It's just for all the reasons you just said, I think it is absolutely a beautiful thing that you've integrated into the spotlight box. I think it's so unique and it's so special. So I think that that's amazing. So what types of challenges have you had as you were just getting started? And I'm asking that specifically for people who are getting started and maybe are stumbling a little bit or thinking that everyone gets their business up and running so easily, when really we can all probably say that that's far from the case. But what were some things as you got started that you weren't ready for or that you found were challenging? And then how did you overcome them? How did you work through them? I think that just getting started was, like I mentioned before, outside of my comfort zone. And I think getting myself out there was the most challenging because I am a very quiet person. (laughs) I am very quiet, very reserved. And I wasn't really much on social media at all before this box. But I knew for it to be successful and I knew for people to even know that it exists, I can't be my internal self. I had to be externally facing and engaging and put myself in front of the camera, which is something that I'm not comfortable doing. So I think at the beginning, that was something that I had to just, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is what it has to be done. And I'm just going to go for it and make, I don't want to say make myself do it, but I wanted to be intentional about how I showed up on social media and to my audience because the message of my box was just too important for me to keep it to myself or be shy about it because I want others to know and others to benefit from both the conversations and supporting the businesses. So I think that was my struggle at the beginning is just learning how to be more confident in myself, to put myself out there 
And I definitely believed in the product. That wasn't never an issue. It was just more so of my comfort zone, putting myself in front of the public in a way that was going to open myself up to anything coming my way. So, and even now, I don't think I struggle with it as much, but there are some times where that is, I'm not as confident every day. I think everybody has those, those days where you want to just curl up in bed and don't talk to anybody. Absolutely. But it sounds to me from listening to you that the mission that you had was bigger than the concern about you showing up live. Because if you didn't show up live, no one would ever know and your mission couldn't start to be obtained in any way. So that was lucky for you, I guess. And the fact that you just decided you were going to do it. I think there are other people who listen who, let's say, make jewelry and their mission, I don't know, maybe they don't know what their mission is yet. So that may be an interesting takeaway from our conversation here for everybody too, is what is it that your product provides? Obviously with Keisha, it's very clear, but if you make jewelry, for example, what is it that your product does for your customer over and above? Now they have a new piece of jewelry, obviously, right? But make them feel pretty. Enhance an outfit that they already have as they're going out. What does jewelry do? Everyone should have something a little bit different, but have something in your mind as to what is the benefit that your product brings. And for us, of all the great things with handmade products, the benefit to the consumer is one that seems a little bit tricky for us all to grasp onto. Yours is easier, Keisha, because you have a higher mission. But that's something for everybody to kind of think about. Well, even in that too, you want to be your own cheerleader. No one is going to know that you have the handmade jewelry or your gift basket the way you do it unless you talk about it. And I think that's what I've learned over this year of doing this. Everybody on social media is talking about their business and showing up for their business. And it's not a bad thing. It's not salesy. We're there to shout to the rooftops, hey, I have this thing. If we don't talk about it, nobody will come. You have to. And I don't mean like a bad way, but if we don't do it, who's going to do it? It is so true. And I'm going to ask you how you manage through this, Keisha. But what I see happen is it's so easy for us to gravitate to making more product because that's a comfort zone of ours. Maybe even taking photos, uploading new products to the website, things like that. None of which actually drive people over to the website, right? Or get people to come to a craft show. And so we do so much more making and kind of busy work versus the marketing end. And the marketing end, showing up on social, being at the shows, like physically actually doing the shows are what we need to get people to know us and to make sales. And I think there's a disconnect because people will think, well, I'm working so hard in my business, but they're working on tasks that aren't necessarily the next step to the sale. So showing up on social, which is uncomfortable, let's just go with that one since that was the one you were talking about. Did you just know that you had to do it? Or what do you do to get yourself to actually get on? Like click that little record button and go live, whatever. You know, that point of, oh, I'm not going to do this today versus just deciding you're going to do it. How do you get yourself to do it? Okay, well, so let's talk about that. And be honest, 100% honest. Keisha's going to share with us her show up on social secrets right after a quick break to hear from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Laurie and I work right beside Sue to keep the ribbon print company thriving. I've been here from the start and it's been so fulfilling to watch the growth of business, not just for us, but for our customers too. Adding the ability to personalize ribbon 
has been a game changer for many of our customers. We've been told it's what kept them in business back in 2008 and none again in 2020. As a matter of fact, we're seeing more and more schools and florists inquire about the capabilities, along with the standard businesses like handmade product creators, promotional product businesses, and chocolate makers. One of our strengths is that Sue used this technology when it was first identified to grow her gift basket business way back when. She's the only one in the industry to have actually applied it to her business, giving her insight on pricing and marketing that others just don't have. This is also why our software, along with an exclusive online training program, is the industry gold standard. Nothing else comes close to its reliability, design flexibility, and ease of use. All done with the goal of making you look good as you bring smiles to the faces of your customers. To learn more and see the Ribbon Printer in action, go to theribbonprintcompany.com. At the beginning, I was like vehemently against Instagram. I was like, I'm not getting on there. I don't like Instagram. I don't like social media. Like I'm an introvert. Social media and me don't mix. I was like, no. But after starting this box, I actually found somebody on Instagram who was an Instagram coach and she was kind of giving me some pointers. So I hired her for an Instagram review and she gave me so much information on what Instagram is, how I need to show up, what I needed to do. And after that session, I just had a different perspective on, it's like window shopping. They need to see what it is that I'm doing behind the scenes. People like behind the scenes stuff. They like to see you putting your box together. They like to see you making your jewelry. They like to see you going to the market and picking out things and talking to people. So I've just started to try to think outside of what can I show or what can I talk about that gives an insight into what it is that I'm working on. And that's kind of how I've hit that record button and I go live. I do my sneak peeks or I do my box reveal at the beginning of the month or the end of the month. After everybody gets their box, I do a big box reveal so other people can see what's inside. I've been getting into the reels more. I don't do TikTok as much. I'm not dancing all over the place, but I do a lot of putting my box together type videos. And that has really allowed a lot of people who didn't know about me see me because I'm putting videos out there. I'm not always on camera. It's mostly my hands or mostly the product from the box. So if you're not comfortable yet showing your face, you can still show what you're doing or you still can show where you're going to get your items. There's all kinds of things that you can do to promote your business that's not sale, 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 but just showing a day in your life of what you're doing behind the scenes of your business and people really like that as well. You've already mentally planned out what you're going to record before you press the button, like if it's the unboxing or showing people what's in the box, etc. So you have like a bullet pointed idea of how you're going to go through the products and who the business owner is that you're highlighting, owner or owners, who you're going to highlight for the month. In your mind, you've already kind of laid it out. Yeah, in my mind, I've already kind of laid it out. And usually that week before, I kind of lay out what I'm going to talk about on social media. Like I kind of have an outline on Monday, I'm going to talk about this. On Tuesday, I'm going to do this. And then by Saturday, I want to do the box reveal. So I kind of already have those steps in place. And then on Friday, before the box reveal, I'll do a post 24 hours, come and join me. 
And that kind of gets me set too, because I'm like, okay, I already put it out there that I'm going to do this. So I can't back out now because I put it out there. I love that you have a whole week outline, like you have a strategy already. So that's one week of every single month, you've already figured out how the structure is going to look. That is honestly the key to posting on social with any continuity is having some type of a plan. So it's not every single morning, okay, now what am I going to do? And I have those mornings here and there, but yeah. But not every morning. Not every morning. And I usually try to use the weekends to plan things ahead of time so that I'm not in the morning scrambling, looking for captions, looking for hashtags. Oh, what am I going to do now? Looking for pictures and all of that. Do that on the weekend. And so I think you said that the box reveal is after the box has gone out, right? That's right. So that means that people who see that video had better sign up for the next box because they already lost the opportunity for the current box. Is that right? Not necessarily. Most times I do have a few extra. And I'll say, you know, if you want this, you need to get it right away because I only have a few and usually it does sell. But for me, I want to make sure that my members, my subscribers get the box and that it's like Christmas morning that you get to open it. Sometimes I do sneak peeks and sometimes I do tell you what's coming, but I want you to have the joy of opening it and exploring what's inside before I post it online. So that's kind of why I do the box reveals after you guys get it so you guys can enjoy it and then you guys can come and and join and, and share your joy with those who are on the live, but it also you're the first ones that are seeing it. I like that. And so then on the live, there are a few leftover potentially so that someone, if they want it, they have to act fast. So that's good. And that's a great way for you to clear out the product. So the next month you're all fresh. You don't have product that's been left over, if you will, because it doesn't fit with a theme for the next one necessarily. But then the other thing that I was thinking about with this, Keisha, like the strategy is so cool because if I saw something in that box that I really wanted, I'd be like, dang, I need to sign up now because I don't want to miss any of the other future boxes. Like if I don't get going, like I've missed this one, but this was so good. Look at all this stuff. I got to get in now for the future. Exactly. That's how it works. Because especially like you said, I have different themes every month. So it's going to be different every month. If you like products, if you like a surprise, if you want to support, then you just sign up because they're going to be surprised. You're going to be delighted. And I have not had anybody say I'd hated any, all of it. So everything has been wonderful and great. And you're always going to get a good surprise when you open the box. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, like the majority of everything in the box I love, I use, but I'll also gift it forward. There are some things like maybe I'm just not going to use it or wear it or whatever. It's not just for me. I mean, I'll send it forward to clients. I've sent my daughter a couple of things. Like there's so many fun things in the box. So there's lots of ways to use it. So yes, it's fun. I love it. So how are you managing getting the people? Do you have a system of reaching out to find who's going to be in the next boxes? Do you have some type of filter of who you take, who you don't take? How do you choose all of that and how does that get planned out? I start off putting together like a, I call it post-it note challenge. I do also have a, a subscription box coach who I work with. She helps a lot of us who have subscription boxes and we do like a post-it note challenge. And we, just like it sounds, put post-it notes, you know, our ideas down. I have a huge wall calendar in my office where I do most of my work and thinking and brainstorming. 
And I just put the post-it notes. I put ideas on the post-it notes, themes on the post-it notes, and I just move them around the calendar and what I think will work for this month, especially as we come up on different types of seasons. Of course, we just had Juneteenth. So I knew for sure in June, that's what I was going to do for February. That's always Black history. So some months are always going to be the same things. But then I start trying to put a theme together. And then sometimes people will reach out to me saying, you know, they heard about the box and they want to be in it. And I'll work with them on a theme and or a product. But sometimes not all the time I can take everybody because I do know that there was one time I did candles for the box. And then another candle maker reached out to me and I didn't want to do two candles in a row. So we spread some things out. So that also feeds into how I choose somebody. I want to make sure that I'm giving variety to my audience. I don't want to do the same thing in a row. So I want to make sure that I'm finding different things that can go in the box. And then I want to try to accommodate everybody, but it just doesn't always work in the timing that maybe people need, but that's okay too. And how do you know this is more of a logistics issue, I guess, and you've already said coming out of project management. That was your forte. You knew that that was not going to be a problem. How to organize all of this, get everything together, all of that. But I know that there's always the challenge about shipping and the weights of the boxes and obviously a weight of a box. Well, I shouldn't say obviously. I think so. But you can tell me. Like I'm thinking if you have too heavy a box, your profitability on that box is going to go way down because shipping is going to be so much, right? Right. So how do you balance some of that out? I mean, you have kind of a plan of the weight that you want to keep your box in. I have learned on that some hard lessons on the weight and shipping. And I think that's kind of part of also being a new business owner and just jumping out there because you can learn and learn and take all these classes. But unless you start doing things, I think that's sometimes when the lessons come. But I have learned now to prep my vendors and say, this is what I'm looking for as far as the size of the items that need to fit in the box and the weight that should be inside the box. And we have worked together. There's been multiple times with the vendors where I've said it needs to be this or how can we make it a little smaller or that's not going to fit in the box. Let's figure out another way. And we work together and everybody's been amazing about that. And I think that that also makes sense to them too, because they, you know, they got to ship it to me as well to get it in the box. So I think it works out all the way around that we'll be mindful of the size and the weight of the items that are going in the box. Again, every month is different, so it changes, but I try to keep it around two to three pounds, no more than three pounds. And I have definitely figured out tips and tricks with pirate ship and sending things over the weekend so that they land on the right day. But all of that is trial and error. Well, and it's so important because that talks to the profitability of the business and your ability to keep it open and keep it running. It's interesting to hear you talking that you have the guidelines now that you provide to your businesses that you're highlighting. So that kind of streamlines the whole process, I guess is the right word, because they know then which products they could be suggesting to put in the box, etc. But for you as a business model, like when I do a subscription and I do a six month subscription, you then already know how much I've paid for that box. And regardless of the shipping price, I've already paid, right? So that's where for your business model, and it's so important for other people who are listening, the big thing seems to be free shipping. That's what Amazon's all got us into. 
And depending on your product, some people I don't think could ever offer free shipping or free shipping just site-wide, like through all their products. Because what if you have something that only weighs a pound and then you have something else that weighs 15 pounds? That 15 pounder, if they offered free shipping, might actually be paying for someone to have actually purchased it and have it shipped. So I thought with you, in a way you have it easier because it's finite. Like you know how much you want the box weights to be to fit in the shipping prices that you have that you've built into the pricing of your box. So all that. But as you say, it's a learning process, I guess. Yeah, there have been a couple of boxes where I didn't quite do that. And I lost, mm-hmm. but I counted as, okay, now I've learned I can't make that mistake again. And if I don't fix that or if I don't learn from that or do something different, then that's on me. And I got to figure that out. And it's good learning. You learn by the doing. I think that's a quote. I'm not sure. But until you see that that's something that you need to be paying attention to, how would you know? Or if you're with groups, I mean, part of it is learning from other people, which is hopefully what we do through the podcast. But it's also just doing it yourself and figuring it out. And everyone's situation is a little different, too, based on the product that you have, all of that. But look, Keisha, how far you've come, like a year and a half. Look at what you've done. You should be so tremendously proud of yourself and what you're accomplishing. I am. Thank you. It's going to be exciting to see where things go even from here. But we talked about a couple of the challenges. Let's talk about something that you were surprised about on the positive end. What have you seen that has just made you so happy and so excited, potentially something that you didn't even see coming? What's happened with the spotlight box on that end? I think the most recent thing that happened that really just increased my spirits was the Juneteenth box. Someone reached out to me in preparation for Juneteenth. Of course, people were super hyper focused on Juneteenth this year coming in. And a business reached out and said, hey, we saw your spotlight box and we want to buy 10. Well, actually, they said 20, but I pulled back and I said, let's do 10 because I wasn't quite ready for such a bulk purchase. But they purchased 10 three-month subscriptions with me and they wanted to give them away to their people. So like, I wasn't looking for it. It came to me. And it just made me feel so special that all the work that I had been doing, showing up on the live, showing up on social media, talking about my box, it paid off because somebody found me and just paid money straight up for my subscription. I didn't have to sell them on it. I had to tell them what it was. They already knew and they came ready to play. That's amazing. And you know what, Keisha, when that happens once, you know that it can happen again. You're doing it right. That is for sure. All right, curiosity gets me. Like anytime anyone says the word candle, I'm like all in, right? And you had mentioned way in the beginning, you're now making candles for the box yourself? I am. So I think I'm like you with the candles. I have so many candles here in my home. I love candles. I love all the different scents. The variety of how they look, I love candles. So I had started playing around with it, I think around Christmas time when I had, uh, it wasn't in the box, but I think they were, I had like a special item for Christmas time. And of course, love Black History as well. And so I started a little candle line. It's called Scents by Spotlight. And it's also going to have little tributes to Black history, Black culture, The first camel that I debuted in my recent box is called The First Lady. And I'm sure you can guess who that is from the name of the candle. But I thought it was something in my heart, too, because I love candles and I love the different emotions that you can bring by scents. 
And for the first lady, I picked cashmere and amber. And it just smells elegant. It smells like, I don't even know how to describe it. It just smells wonderful. And I wanted to provide both in the candle line and in the box, something also that represents something about Black culture or Black history as another feature of what Spotlight represents. So I haven't decided if I'm going to do that in every box, but I do have just a separate website for the candles. I'm getting good at making websites now with Spotlight, Box, and Candleline. That's something also I probably wouldn't have ever gotten into had I not started this business is, is just being online as well and making websites. Oh, yes. Scentsbyspotlight.com. I see it right here. Okay. What is this linen spray? Is this you too? Yeah, that's me too. I made a spray to match the candle. I'm just kind of dabbling now into the candle space. I love candles. I love scents. And I just figured I could also honor Black history and Black culture with special scents. So I'm hoping for the Christmas time, I'll have another debut or two of another signature collection. I'm not sure yet. I'm still toying it out. But I got two things now in the fire. Oh my gosh. Listen to you. Well, I love that. And honestly, your scents can develop over time, but there are a lot of people who still don't even know the first sense that you do have, right? So there's no need for excuses about not developing new scents. You know what I mean? Because there are so many people who can still discover the sense that you already have. So, well, that's exciting. I guess that leads me into what do you see as the future for, now I'm going to say Spotlight Box and Sense by Spotlight. The world's going too fast. I get that. So I'm not going to say five years out, but where do you see things going next steps per se? So the Sense by Spotlight is brand new. I just sent those out this last week. So I'm really excited about how that's developing. It's still a brand new baby. So I don't know where I want that to go. It's, it's just dreams. It's just kicking off. Maybe I'll do a subscription box solely on candles. Or I have been toying with the idea of just having one candle in the Spotlight box uh, for now. But both of them, if they both take off, that I would just be ecstatic about providing a way for Black history, no pun intended, to be spotlighted really around what's happening in our country and wanting to be proud of my culture and bring others into that as well and have that available for everybody. People have asked me too, you know, what's my biggest dream? And I started with Oprah now and with her, but definitely when we have Oprah's favorite thing and she lists out all the different things that she likes to see, if, if she holds up one of my candles or she holds up one of my box, I think, I think I would just lose my mind. I think that is 100% achievable, Keisha. Honestly and truly, I see absolutely no reason why that shouldn't be in your future soon. That's a very exciting. Can I just give you a little idea, just a thought that came to me as we were talking? So the thing that's really great also about having the candle and the whole sense line is that's always a backup that you can fill in the boxes if something happens, like a vendor's product comes and it's damaged, or there's a month where something happened and things just didn't get together. Like having that sanity play of knowing, heaven forbid, you didn't even have somebody for one month because something happened with you. You weren't able to invest the time in your business, like whatever it was, to be able to have that backfill always available for you is so great. But the other thing I was just thinking, and yes, this is because I love candles, but having one of your signature candles in every box is also like a light. It's like a spotlight, right? A candle sheds light. 
So I could even see you doing a candle of your own in every single box. And maybe you're spotlighting somehow the people of the box. Like, I don't know what it would look like, but that would also be really good for your margins too, because obviously you make more on the product you make. I had to put it in here because it was on my mind. I appreciate that. Those, those are good points. And I like that a lot. Just an idea. Well, Keisha, I, for one, am going to be like putting it out into the universe about you being on Oprah's favorite things or having Oprah hold up your products or whatever it is. I really honestly think this is so achievable for you. Your mission is so important. I'm so proud to support you. I love your products. I love what you're doing. And we're all benefiting. You're lifting like the whole world up. So for that, thank you so much. And thank you for coming on today and sharing your story. Thank you. Before we go, Keisha, let's share with everybody how they can learn more about the Spotlight Box. You can find me online. My website is www.spotlightbox.store. And then my Instagram is also spotlight box store and then for the candles you can find me on scentsbyspotlight.com beautiful thank you so much keisha i really appreciate you coming on today and sharing with us your whole story great to be here thank you Sue. did you catch the part in the beginning about how keisha came up with the idea and literally started her business in a single weekend she didn't have it all figured out yet but believed so strongly in the purpose, she took action immediately. Keisha, you're amazing and such a great example for us to follow. Next week, I'm bringing you another handmade business specialist from selling on the Venice Beach Boardwalk to having an international wholesale clothing line to now teaching others how it's done. It's an episode you definitely don't want to miss. To make sure that doesn't happen, why not follow the show on your podcast app of choice? When you subscribe or follow a show, you'll always know when a new episode is available. And sometimes you even get access to it even before others who have to manually download the show. If you haven't had a chance to join the breeze yet, you'll hear a little more about it in this ending trailer. And now, as always, thanks so much for spending time with me today. Be safe and well. And I'll see you again next week on the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. I want to make sure you're familiar with my free Facebook group called Gift Biz Breeze. It's a place where we all gather and are a community to support each other. I've got a really fun post in there that's my favorite of the week, I have to say, where I invite all of you to share what you're doing, to show pictures of your product, to show what you're working on for the week to get reaction from other people and just for fun because we all get to see the wonderful products that everybody in the community is making. My favorite post every single week, without doubt. Wait, what? Aren't you part of the group already? If not, make sure to jump over to Facebook and search for the group Gift Biz Breeze. Don't delay. Come join us in Gift Biz Breeze today. Today.